I've spent almost $5,000 on sports cards. It's been a journey of fun and learning, and maybe some of you guys have bought some of these sports cards as well. But today I'm gonna talk about some of the tips that I use as I'm buying sports card, as I'm making content. And at the end of this video, I'm gonna go through some of my sports card collection and what I plan on doing with that. But you're gonna to wanna to stay tuned. So without any further ado, my name is Boris. This is the Hobby Box. Guys, we're almost there. It's so exciting. Almost at 3,000. And maybe by the time this video comes out, maybe we're already at 3,000. So at the time that we're recording this video, we're not there yet. I'm super excited for all the people that have been liking and subscribing, showing love. Make sure you're leaving uh, comments down below about things that you want to talk about what are great ideas hopefully you've been joining in on my Saturday afternoon talks with different content creators those have been really fun if not definitely join in and also hopefully you're in our discord already uh, getting information and working together with other people in the hobby we're doing breaks and trades and selling as well I'm also reaching out on Facebook now. I have a Facebook group. Everything is gonna be in the description below. So in the description below, you can find all the links to that information. But yes, guys, I have spent almost $5,000 on sports cards. It's been a steady climb of like, really just accepting the fact that this is what I'm doing. I've been hesitant on some things and I've been buying, but for the most part, I've learned some things that really have helped me out critically as I've gotten more and more into collecting and flipping. You know, I've gotten a lot more serious over this year and then especially with the content making and things like that. While I have spent a lot of money on this hobby, I have seen returns already and my collection is there already. I'm just waiting for the opportunities to sell. I also have things at PSA that haven't come back yet. But what I did do to fund a lot of things that I was doing, I sold a couple of things. I'm a musician, so I had a lot of guitar equipment that I had bought previously. Electric guitar equipment is very, very expensive, and I sold a lot of that stuff. I saw an opportunity to make money in this hobby by buying, investing, and doing something fun, and also having building up my collection, and I really just bought into it. I sold all my electric guitar equipment, and I, I use that to fund everything. And you know, I've also put some uh, money in myself as well. So this is all my money, and uh, you know, you got to take risks sometimes uh, to to come out on top. And to me, this has been proving well over and over again. And as far as I can see, as far as the ROI that's coming my way, today's video is more of like a tips of 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 how to do this safely and really have a line drawn of like what you're gonna do. The first tip I can tell you is spend a lot less on ripping. You don't wanna rip and rip and rip packs. If you don't know what that means, that's basically going to the store or going online or buying into breaks and spending all your money on maybe you get a good card, maybe you don't. I have found that buying single cards is the way to go in most cases. Now it is fun to rip pack, so we still wanna do that here and there, but the way I kinda average it out in my head is 80-20. So a lot of the money that I'm spending into the hobby is more of single cards that are holding value or gaining value and not necessarily ripping packs. So I do about 80% of in that area and 20% of ripping if you do more than that guys and especially if you don't have the money then you are gambling it's it becomes gambling at that point that is kind of where i draw the line when it comes to putting money down on a single card looking at how they play and reading the market that is investing that is a skill 
And that takes one of our other tips that we're gonna talk about here in a minute. So I wasn't planning on going with this number two, but we'll do it this way. So tip number two, like I said before, what it takes for investing is research, research, research. Guys, you can't just come into this hobby and just buy things. You can't just buy things because people are telling you, and you can't just buy things because you think it's a good deal. You have to research. There are plenty of ways to do your research. eBay, you can see sales uh, of the most recent sales, so you can kind of see a number of where these cards are actually at. Uh, you have 130point.com that can tell you the average sale price of a card and give you a graph in that sense. Other tools that are coming out, another tool you could use that I'm currently using now and checking it out is Card Ladder. Super excited about diving more into that. And just a shameful plug, we're gonna have Chris from the House of Jordans on Saturday mornings, Slabs to Riches, this Saturday, so you're gonna wanna tune in if you're a fan. So, anyway, we have all these tools, we need to use them, we need to be watching film on these people. Basketball reference is another one, you wanna know how they're scoring and the MVPs that they have won, all the accolades that you can find on basketballreference.com. So this is research, watch other YouTubers, and again, don't just buy things because people tell you to. I will never tell you just go out and buy things. I will tell you that I think this is a good investment, this is why, now go do your own research every time. So research, research, research. Okay, so number three I wanna talk about is when you're investing in sports cards, you don't wanna just invest in the people that are hype right now, people who haven't accomplished much. So some of those guys would be people such as Zion Williamson or John Morant, all of our rookies that are in here. Now we're starting to see some kind of picture that's unfolding about who these players are, but there are injury risk involved. There are things that could happen that could really stunt the growth of your development of your portfolio and what you've invested. So when I look at the market, again, I use that 80-20 rule. When you're looking at stocks, you're always looking for long-term, what has shown and proved that it's a good investment, right? What I compare that to is Hall of Famers, people who have a name, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, they've won championships. They are the people, Mike Trout, those are the people that accumulate for the 80% of where you wanna put your investments. Just like in investing, if you go and talk to any investor or financial advisor, they're gonna tell you, depending on your age, how volatile level of your investments. If you're younger, then you can take more chances on these small companies that are up and coming that you could make more money off of that don't have a huge track record. And then you always put money still on long-term things, stocks and bonds, things that are more uh, solid that are gonna definitely keep you more grounded in your investment types. So they do that for a reason. And then the older you get, the less you wanna do into some of these crazy stocks. Well, I look at that the same way with the players. I'm still gonna use some of my investments to invest in younger players like Trey Young and Zion Williamson, John Morant, Luka Doncic, just to name a few, but those guys still don't have a huge proven track record. So that's where that 80-20 comes in. 80% on Hall of Famers, proven track records, 20% on people who you think are gonna be the next Hall of Famers. So that's my tip number three. Number four, make sure that you are tracking what you are spending. You always wanna track what you spend and track what you are selling. If you're just going in with no game plan, you don't know how much you spent, how are you ever gonna know that you're actually being successful at what you're doing? Track what you spent, find a tool that will track the cards that you have purchased. 
You want to find that, okay? The people who are patrons of mine, that's something that I give them. I have a tool that I've made through Google Sheets that tracks all that and tells you what your investment point is and how much profit you've made. You need to have a tool like that wherever it's at. Find that tool and use it so that you know that if you're, if you're being successful and how much you're earning off of your investment. Be a smart investor, you need to be tracking this stuff. Okay guys, and then final tip, last tip, number five, don't get attached, okay? Now, if you have cards that you want in your collection, then those are the ones you can attach to. Like if you don't care if they go down in value, then you can get attached to those cards. But if you care that they're gonna go down in value, do not get attached to the to that card. So I, all the time, I'll buy PSA 9s, flip those so that I can get into something that I like better, a PSA 10, you know, a grail card. So like for me, my Luka Doncic, I bought a PSA 10 select, and that card for me is gonna be the one that I hold on longer. If there's just a lot less of them made, I, I think the value on that one's gonna go up significantly. And I have these PSA 9s, that I'm selling now currently. I spent money on them and basically I'm at 200% ROI on those cards. So I'm going to sell them. That's the thing is you cannot get attached to these. Every time I go to sell them, they're like, hey, don't sell them yet. Like, look what they're gonna do. You can't bank on what's gonna happen in the future. So at this point, one of my PSA 9 Lucas, this is just the example I'm gonna give you. If I sell it, get the, the get the amount that what's going for on eBay and majority of places, that pays for those two PSA 9 cards that I bought. So now I've already got my money back. Anything that happens with that PSA 9 Luka Doncic, Anything I sell it for, that's all just gravy on top of the mashed potatoes, baby. So, like, you know, you got to think about that stuff. Be a smart investor. Don't just get attached and be like, oh, well, I can see this card going up. You know, if you've already made 100% of your money back plus 50%, like, usually that's unheard of in this hobby, all right? So if you're at 50%, sometimes you just need to move that money around. Sell that card. Go buy something that maybe you believe is going to go up in value that you can see that, it doesn't make sense where that card is. And so now, instead of having that one card, you could buy 10 of another one and make your profit there. That's kind of how you need to look at this game. You need to be fluid with what you're spending. Don't hold on to things and think that, man, I could like this money's already there, but if I sell it, what am I gonna miss out on? You can't think like that or you're gonna end up with uh, with a card, who knows, the market crashes. I don't think that's gonna happen, but let's just say one thing that I could see happening is someone like Luca, who's amazing and everybody has like all these big things for him and I think he's gonna be a big time player as well. But what happens tomorrow or this week when everything starts up, someone lands on his leg and just breaks his leg in like 17 different places, you know? Let's knock on wood. But what happens then? Now that value of that card, everybody rushes to the market to try and sell it. Then you have a crash in that card. So that's what I'm saying, guys, is be careful with that. You can follow these five tips and be successful. All right, guys, to cap this off, I'm gonna go through some of my collection here. Again, a lot of this stuff is not staying. I'll let you know if it stays, and I'm gonna have to run through it pretty quick because I got a lot of cards. And we're just gonna mostly uh, stay on basketball. For baseball, I've mostly been investing in Acuna, Glaber Torres, Pete Alonzo, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. as far as my PSA graded cards. So I'm gonna show you my graded cards here and kind of go through that. Just a quick one, real quick, just to get that off. I do have this 1990 score supplemental PSA 9 Emmett Smith. It does have his autograph on there. That's cool. That's one that I can show you for football. So let's quickly run through my basketball ones and I'll let you know if I'm holding on to these or not. So first of all, I've got John Collins, 
This is a silver prism PSA 9. I'm going to be looking to, to get rid of that one next year. I've got two PSA 9 Trey Young's optics. I think those are going to hold really good value moving forward. I've got a PSA 9 Donovan Mitchell that I'm going to be looking to get rid of. I've got Shea Gilgis Alexander, PSA 9. De'Aaron Fox, PSA 9. Brandon Ingram, PSA 9. Most of these are prism card guys. I'll let you know if they're different. Uh, but Jaron Jackson Jr., silver, PSA 9. Shea Gilgis Alexander, PSA 9, silver. I've got two Luka Doncic PSA 9s. These are the ones I was telling you about. Then we've got Brandon Ingram, PSA 10. This is probably going to stay in my collection for a little while. I like him as a player. I've got a Trey Young Optic since uh, Signature Series Hollow PSA 9. That'll stay for a while as well. I've got this BGS True Gem Mint 9.5 Zion Williamson. I just sold his uh, PSA 9 today. I've got a PSA 9 Kawhi Leonard. I've got this BGS 9.5 True Gem Mint Jason Tatum. And then I also have a Luka Doncic, just the one I was telling you about, his select PSA 10. That one's going to stay in my collection. This one's going to stay in my collection for a while as well. The Giannis Antetokounmpo Hoops. I really love the Hoops. PSA 10. Awesome card. And then lastly, I'm going to show you the Silver Prism Ja Morant. And I'm still trying to figure out what I'm exactly going to do with this. I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with my PSA submissions that are supposed to come back because I do have some base ones in there. So I want to see where that goes first before I decide on whether or not I'm going to sell that. But most likely I will sell that when they announce him Rookie of the Year. All right, guys. Well, that's going to conclude today's podcast. Just want to thank you so much for listening all the way through. We'll be having shows every Tuesday and Thursday. So make sure you hit that follow button and be on the lookout for the new shows. Thank you so much and you have a great one.